and welcome to the Nate Echoes Podcast. I am Nate, and this is a podcast where I talk about things that are on my mind. I pick a question or a topic that I have heard, and I echo it back to you in hopes to inspire and encourage. Interesting questions inspire people. So let's see what happens. This is episode 011, My Teams. So I had a buddy in college who proposed to his girlfriend he had only had for a couple months in the cab of his pickup truck at midnight using a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Because that stuff is gold. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb and say we're not going to dive way into it because this doesn't illustrate the point as much. But... Here's what I want to talk about. What did you think about whenever I said the word I had a buddy in college? Some of you might be shocked that I went to college, right? Um, some of you, you know, there's there's all of these things, but I want you to focus on the word buddy there. I had a buddy in college. I want you to go ahead and assume what you think I meant by buddy. And there's a few things that um there there's a few things that buddy could mean. I mean, the the first way is I knew him. Like, he was an acquaintance we had met before, right? Um, uh, another one would be we had a class together that we, we had hung out a few times. Uh, another one is we had to be friends, right? This proximity that we were in, whether it was a friend group or um, a major or something like that, this it was too easy, it was too inconvenient not to be buddies, not to be friends. Or the last one would be, you know, we chose to be friends. So whatever you thought about, the story is only setting up what we're going to be talking about today, which is my fifth and final plumb line of right now. And that is don't confuse nice with kind. In this case, um, uh, the story of the buddy who proposed in his pickup truck using a PowerPoint presentation, um, it was the case of proximity. He was my buddy because we had a, a similar group of friends that were there, um, and we all hung out together, and he was involved in that. And so it wasn't anything where I was choosing to be in a relationship with him or in a friendship with him. He was just a buddy. Like, he was just somebody that was always around. Um, but I, I, as I started thinking through this story, I started thinking we use the word friend or buddy or pal or, you know, whatever it is, you know, someone who you follow, we use those things very interchangeably for all types of relationships. No matter where you are, we always have the story of a friend or a buddy, and some of them fall into maybe one of those four categories, right? Just somebody that we knew, or maybe it's had a friend who had a friend, who had a friend, you know, you would just heard tell of it, but you know, it's acquaintance, somebody that we had met, somebody um, that uh, we, we really don't know each other very well, but, you know, we knew each other. Uh, we had a class together, you know, somebody that we'd hung out before. We also consider them as friends. Um, uh, somebody who we run in the same circles, right? Um, so because of proximity, we kind of have to. It's somebody else's boyfriend or girlfriend or a coworker or somebody that you're on the bus with, right? Um, or And then there's also those friends that we choose to be friends, but we use f- the word friend for all of those. It's kind of like P- 
saying, I love pizza. I love my wife. I love the, the Cowboys, right? You know, whatever it might be, we have this tendency in our language to use a lot of these same words together as interchangeable. So my question I want you to ask yourself today is, how do you determine who your real friends are? How do you determine who your real friends are? And this is something that's going to differ for everybody, okay? This is something that, you know, maybe your proximity dictates who your real friends are, and you have difficulty making actual relationships or headway in relationships without proximity close to one another. Maybe you're one of those awesome, lucky people who, you know, you can talk on the phone. I was talking with my sister the other day, and uh, I'm not a very good phone person. I'd much rather be face-to-face with people. That's why starting a podcast was difficult for me because I'd much rather have this conversation face-to-face than talking to my computer screen, watching the red lines bounce up and down, up and down, because my voice is, um, you, you know, making noises, right? And she's like, why can't why can't we just be face-to-face more often? And, well, it's because she lives in Cleveland and I live in Delaware, right? Um but when we do get to talk, it's awesome, I, and I love it because I get to engage. But how do we de- determine, how do you determine who your real friends are? We have people in our life, family, coworkers, parents, parents of our kids' as friends. Kids, you have friends. We all have friends. People we go to school with and people we interact with online. We all have these people in our life that most of us would consider to be our friends, Right? There are people that we hang out with maybe on in a situational basis. There's the people that we text every single day or we have a streak with, right? There's people that we are actually involved in a in a boss relationship or a teacher-student relationship or a employee-employer relationship. There's coworkers that we have. We have all of these things, but my question is, do they all have the same status? Do they all have the same status? And as we go through, I think there's a lot of people in our life that we would say, no, they really don't have the same status in our life, right? We're going to value some people's words or opinions over other people's. We're going to put more work and time and effort into this relationship than that relationship. And those are all good things. But for me, my fifth plumb line is don't confuse nice and kind. And this plumb line came out of this struggle of how do I determine what is valuable in my friendships and relationships and what is not valuable. Now, if you're thinking about this idea of uh, ranking your friends, you might, you know, if you're over a certain age, it might sound familiar to you. Um, back in the day, the, the big social media MySpace had this thing called my top eight. Now, if you're too young to remember this, or if you're too old to remember this, if you're not right in that sweet spot, my top eight was where friendships went to die. Okay. What you could do is out of all of your friends, think of all your friends on Instagram or Facebook or whatever like that, you would be able to rate your top eight. Okay. You'd be able to say, okay, these top, these are my top eight and people would fluctuate in and out of it. And actually, if you look up uh, top eight on urban dictionary, it says uh, something that ruins friendships. Okay. Because legitimately what you were doing is you were saying, these are my top eight friends. And that ninth person was just out of the loop, right? They were just too far gone. What I'm 
encouraging with don't confuse nice with kind isn't to have a top eight, right? It's not to sit there and say, okay, these are the people that I want the world to know that uh, they're my bestest, bestest BFFs, right? Um, But what I want to start doing is I think as a culture, as a person, I've done a pretty lousy job of uh, confusing and conflating language with friends and buddies and things like that. And I wanted to be able to put a stop to it. So my fifth plumb line is don't confuse nice with kind. Nice is about nice is about comfort. Kindness is about making people better. Now, before you jump all off the bandwagon and say, well, I, aren't those two things the exact same things? I want to go out on a limb and say, no, they're not the same thing. We often use nice and kind as synonyms, just like we would use teammate, friend as synonyms, or just like we would use love and like as synonyms. These things that we assume are the exact same, but they're not the same. I want my kids to be nice to people when they first meet somebody, right? I I really do. I want my kids to be nice to somebody. I want them to treat them um, with with some amount of respect. I want them to treat them with social norms. I want them... I want other people to think that my kids are nice children, right? They they're polite, they use manners, they're they're considerate about the other person's feelings, they're not bullies. You know, these are things that I I genuinely hope that my kids do, that they're that they're nice to people. Um but kindness goes a step further. It is difficult to truly be kind to somebody who you have any just kind of surface relationship with. If you just have a surface relationship with somebody, it is difficult to truly be kind because kindness requires more. Kindness requires more than just platitudes or saying the things that you're supposed to say or being polite to somebody. Now, you can all do that in a in a nice way, in a polite way, but kindness revolves around more. And how I distinguished this was friends versus teammates. And if you think about it, if you played any sport that had a team involved in it, you were able to hold a teammate accountable for what the teammate was supposed to do. If that teammate was supposed to, you know, get a rebound or if that teammate was supposed to be at practice or something like that and you saw them loafing or you saw them not paying attention or you saw them doing something – as a teammate, it was my responsibility to call out that person and say, come on, you're better than this. You can do it. And, and it's that uncomfortable moment that doesn't seem very nice. If you watch any sports, if you watch anything on you know any TV or, or high school or college sports, you see that a coach is getting upset or you're yelling and, and they don't, not, not, the teammates are yelling at one another, you know, to encourage one another or whatever, but they're getting after each other. Why? It's It doesn't look very nice. It doesn't look very nice from the onset. But whenever you sit there and look at somebody and you're able to call them out for it, that's being kind because you know what they're capable of. A, a lot of people have this fear that you're, what you do what you're doing isn't good enough. And I was kind of sitting there going, man, I wonder if everyone's just kind of giving me an easy pass. Are they really telling me what they think? Are they really saying this? Would they tell me if I did something wrong? 
it's an interesting thought and it's a fear a lot of people have. And that's where a lot of this insecurity comes from is we don't know if we have anybody in our life who is going to actually call us on what we should or shouldn't be doing. We've got this idea in our head and we think it's grand and we think it's great. And we start to share it with other people and everyone's just kind of nodding like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. And you start wondering like, hmm, would anybody tell me if this was a truly bad idea? I don't know. Let me think of my buddy who proposed to his girlfriend in the in his pickup truck using a PowerPoint presentation. They had only been dating a couple months. It, whenever he came in at 2 in the morning and told us, he's like, hey, guys, I just proposed to my girlfriend. And we were all like, you're an idiot. What is wrong with you? Again, he was a friend. We were trying to be nice in a in a joking way. But if he would have told any of us that, we would have been like, dude, don't do that. Don't do that at all. And that might not have been the nicest thing to say, but the kind thing to say to him would have been, that is not going to work out well, especially because we knew the relationship. This wasn't some romantic gesture. This was something that he thought about two hours before and went, yeah, this will be great. Come to find out, he did tell one of his friends, and his friend said, yeah, go for it. (laughs) He told one of his friends who was trying to be nice and didn't want to rain on his parade, and it ended the relationship that he had with his girlfriend. This isn't something that niceness was able to solve. A truly kind person, a teammate would have, who was going into battle with this guy would have said, no, this is the dumbest idea you've ever had. Don't ruin this relationship over a spontaneous moment where you feel completely in love and you want to spend the rest of your life with her. This isn't a Hollywood film where there's history there or anything like that. They had known each other for legitimately a few months, and he goes out and, and, and asks this question. Somebody kind would have told him this. And whenever he left and he was, went back to his apartment and everything, we're like, what were you thinking? He's like, I don't know. I thought it would be funny if he actually did. This is not. This is a friend that is an acquaintance. An acquaintance. He's not going to tell you the, the kind thing. He's not going to tell you the thing that might be unpopular that you don't want to hear. So what I started to determine is that friends equal nice. Friends are are people that you want to go to the movies with. Teammates are people you are willing to go to battle with. And if you're willing to go to battle with somebody, you had better be kind to that person. If they're not good at something, you had better tell them, hey, this is something, an area that you're struggling in. Not to beat them down but to really be able to engage them and really be able to pull the best out of them because that's what we want out of our teammates. If you work on a team with me, if if I'm choosing to be in a relationship with you, if I'm if I'm making that intentional decision to engage with somebody, I want them to know that I am going to be I want to be kind, and I want them to be kind with me. I don't just want platitudes and niceness and politeness, right? I want you to know that I'm going to go out of my way to make you better, as iron sharpens iron, right? Iron Plastic can't sharpen iron, right? I want to be in this equally uh, beneficial relationship to where I'm making you better and you make me better. I sit in meetings all the time with people, and I said, I don't care how long we're in a relationship together. I don't care how long this this partnership or this, uh, you know, whatever lasts, if it lasts six days or 16 years, at the end of it, I want both of us to be able to look back on it and say, I'm a better person because you were in my life. 
you're a better person because I was in your life. And I didn't just treat you with kid gloves or niceness. I treated you as a teammate and I was kind because I was willing to go into battle with you. Think of it, if your life depended on it, you would want to know that somebody is giving it their all. You would want to know that somebody has your back and is going to call you out in your weak spots for you to get better. That's what I want out of teammates in my life. But in order to do that, I can't confuse just being nice and being kind because nice is about comfort. Nice is about my comfort. When there's a a problem or a situation coming up uh, that I just don't want to address, that's about my comfort. It's about the other person's comfort versus making somebody better, doing something that is actually going to have a lifelong impact on their life and on my life. I want to be kind, not just nice. That's my fifth plumb line. Those are the, the five things that I've kind of narrowed it down and said, you know what, if there are things that I can do in my life, these are the things that I want to do in my life. It's been fun for me to walk through this series with you because as I, as I sit back and, and really start going through things, um, my first plumb line is selfless, tough, and disciplined, and that's about how I act. My second one is about uh, is everyone wants to be known and needed, and that's how I treat others. Uh, the third one is small problems are good, big problems are better. These are how I, this is how I see difficulties. My fourth one is now is the big time. It's, it's how I treat my immediate. And the, the fifth one is don't confuse nice and kind. That's how I treat my team. Every single one of these areas, these are the things that I want to own because these are the things that I have control over. I have control over how I act, how I treat others, how I see difficulties, how I treat my immediate, and how I treat my team. No matter what circumstances or situations life puts in my, in my way or that I run into, I have complete control over these. And my goal is that I have been so in tune with who I am and who God has created me to be and what my purpose is here on this planet that I enact upon these, my situations these principles because these are the things that I want to own. I have a quote at the bottom of my uh, uh, document that has my plumb lines on it, and it says, we take better care of the things that we own than things that we rent. How true is that? And these are things that I want to be able to own and I want to be able to take care of. And whenever I'm sitting, whenever I'm laying six feet under, you know, whenever my time has passed, I want people to look back and say, he did the things that he was empowered to take care of, right? He did these things. He, he treated people the way that he wanted to treat people, not necessarily the way they deserve to be treated. Um, he acted in a way that was in accordance with his morals and his values, you know, he, when he saw difficulties, he took advantage of them. Uh, these are things that I think so many people get caught up in, and I've watched so many people kind of just allow life to happen to them. I wanted to stop and say, I want to be able to happen to life, right? And these are things that uh, have been a huge benefit to when those difficult situations come in. Not that I've handled them all perfectly, because I have not lived up to these plumb lines, but I've been able to have people in my life point out and say, okay, Here's this that you need to do better. I've had a document that I can go back to and say, how have, how have I done this past month when it comes to this, when it comes to these five things, when it comes to how I treat others? Man, I, I didn't treat others. I, I didn't make them feel known and needed. I made them feel used and abused. I made them feel like they were a commodity, right? And so it's something that I can continue to hold myself accountable to. So I've absolutely loved this series. I hope you have too. 
if any of this has helped you or you have questions about any of it, I'd love to be able to chat with you. You can definitely hit me up in the comment section or uh, reaching out on Instagram or um, email me, whatever, whatever you can do. I'd love to hear from you and hear maybe what some of your plumb lines are or what some things, uh, how you determine nice and kind, nice versus kind. As always, everybody, thank you so much for joining me. It means the world to me. I've, I've absolutely loved uh, doing these podcasts and kind of hearing some feedback from you. It would mean the world to me if you'd like and subscribe, leave a, leave a comment or rate, uh, give it a review. That just helps this get into more people's hands, more people's earbuds as, as we go through. And again, my goal is just to inspire people and to encourage people. And I hope you feel inspired and encouraged today. Hey, let's make today great. See you next time.